Hi, folks. Before we get started on Treks in Sci-Fi today, I want to tell you about a new promotion that I have going with Zazzle.com, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com. It's a place online that you can go to to make custom T-shirts, mugs, greeting cards, uh, mouse pads, all kinds of cool stuff, uh, paper that you might want to note paper and things. Anyway, you can do your own images on these things, uh, text, and all kinds of stuff like that. And if you go over to Zazzle.com now, make sure to use the special promo codes that I have. If you order uh, something $50 and more, you can save 10% if you use the code TREXINSI10. And you can get 12% off orders that are $75 or more using the code TREXINSI12. Okay? And there's a link on the main website about those offers, too, if you don't have a pencil to write it down right now. Affirmative. Welcome to the podcast for this week, everyone. It is October the 18th, 2009. You're listening to Trex in Sci-Fi. This will be podcast 249, almost at 250. Today we're going to be covering the Clone Wars uh, TV series, George Lucas's animated, recent animated effort that just started uh, now season two. I'm also going to be focusing on the first season of that series. We'll talk a little bit about the movie that they did before the series and a little bit about season two as well. But I wanted to do a Star Wars show. haven't done something uh, related to that in a while, so I thought that would be fun. And we've got some news uh, related to Trek to talk about and even some job uh, information for you, uh, some recent things going on with me. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, here we go. Welcome to another edition of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. This is Rico, your host as usual, except for uh, last week and other guest podcasts that uh, we have had in the past. I want to again thank Joe, uh, Billy Bob on the forums, uh, very much for filling in for me last week and giving you that great podcast about a, a very cool and fun movie called Free Enterprise. I think Joe did an, a, an amazing job, uh, and you know it's it's very tricky and very difficult to both uh, do a podcast and do it by yourself, basically. And I think Joe really did a great job, especially considering he's never done that. He has sent in comments to the podcast before, but now I think he has a little taste of what it's like to uh, to do uh, an hour or up to you know an hour and a half long show every week and uh, decide uh, what to put in, what to leave out, what to talk about, and, and to try not to sound like, <laughs> well, uh, you know, some of my early podcasts I've listened to occasionally, and uh, I think Joe um, far surpassed uh, what I did in the early days. So again, thank you very much, Joe, and I, I really enjoyed listening to your comments and uh, discussion about free enterprise. I learned some new things. That's always good, and it also, even though I have seen the film, it also made me want to pull it out and watch it again. Uh, it is a, a great film, 
lots of fun to see and something every Trek fan definitely should be watching. William Shatner is just awesome in it. And I, I, I was thinking about one comment that you mentioned, Joe, especially on the uh, podcast about the this was sort of perhaps the transition to the the current uh, era or incarnation of Shatner, you know, where he kind of pokes fun at himself a little bit more, seems uh, seems to really be enjoying his his later career, let's just say, you know, his time on Boston Legal and a lot of things. You know, the movie is now, it was hard for me to believe it's about 10 years old since that movie came out. And uh, But I think that was a good point to make up, uh, or to not make up, but to, to point out about, you know, this was kind of the new uh, Shatner that we got a taste of. And I liked listening and hearing about how he wasn't really too happy with the first script, but then later on they got him to enjoy it and, and like it more and got him into the movie and everything. And uh, who knows, maybe we will get a sequel to that sometime. It, it, it's a great film. You really should uh, owe it to yourself to watch it. I have it on the streaming um player in on the Trex and Sci-Fi forums right now, although that'll probably be coming down shortly. But it's it's probably much better if you haven't seen it yet to just get the DVD, either rent it or buy it and watch it. It's it's a lot of fun. And thanks again, Joe. Working. Working. Okay, well, uh, my week was very busy this past week. I, I've not talked a lot about my hunt for a new job in recent times. So you can kind of follow, in a way, what I've been doing over at my comic at uh, jobforahero.com, all kind of mashed together, one word, jobforahero.com. This past week, I actually had two interviews. They were both uh, center, center, second interviews. They were the second interviews for both of these places. And I, I now have a new job. I'm starting on October 26th, which will be a week from uh, tomorrow. It's a place, it's a small chemical company in Michigan. Uh, it's about uh, 90 minutes away from where I live now. It, uh, if it continues and works out well, it will eventually probably involve a move uh, of where we live, uh, you know, sell the house, buy a house. But that's down the road. Right now, I uh, kind of have a month-long uh, what's called a contract, uh, kind of a, I don't know, I was going to say dry run, but that's not really the uh, the right way to look at it. It's uh, it's 30 months, or 30 months. <laughs> oh, some you know, the hardest part I've, I've said before of a podcast is when, when you get started on it at the beginning and then I get rolling, but... And I didn't do last week a podcast, so this is uh, it's been two weeks. Anyway, I'm going to do a 30-day thing. If everything goes well uh, and both uh, they're happy and I'm happy, it will become a permanent position. And so we'll see how this all works out. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I know way back when uh, my wife Lynn was going to come on the show to kind of celebrate when, uh, when I got a new job. But uh, I'm still, since there's this 30-day sort of trial period in a way, we're going to kind of hold off on that and make the uh, – once it becomes completely fully permanent, that's when we'll do the special uh, uh, geeky wife or, or, or geek's wife joins uh, him on the podcast. Uh, it's probably a special, unique show. I think we'll have a little fun and maybe tell you some things you don't know about the two of us and all that. So uh, don't worry. We haven't forgotten about that. That will happen. But I, I um, partly maybe don't want to really jinx things, and, and who knows – it, uh, I, you know, I'm hoping this all works out well, but you never know. So, uh, so that'll be coming up. Uh, I, the contract starts and goes through till about Thanksgiving. So you could expect a show like that. if Everything goes well sometime, maybe in December or so. So, uh, Rico has a new job. My life of, uh, just, you know, website changing and monitoring of my own sites and other people's and, 
and looking for a job every day and all of that is maybe kind of over a little bit, which will be a, a big change. It's been a while, and it's taken a bit. And But I think uh, it's interesting how this all works out. Oh, I, I also wanted to say that there's also another job kind of floating possibility out there. This one's a little further away. This one's down uh, a state away. It's still only like two and a half hours, but... It's down in Ohio. It's it's a bigger company. It it's, seems like a good job, but I've had a couple interviews with them. They've gone well, but they're moving kind of slow on the position. So, I just thought I would mention that. Uh, but anyway, that's that's still kind of in the I guess realm of possibility. But we will see. And that would have to be probably an offer and a good offer for me to do that uh, over this other one. So, but it's nice to have uh, options, and you know, it's one of those. Usual situations, when it rains, it pours. You know, it takes a while. You don't hear a whole lot. And then all of a sudden, there's a couple of places interested. So we will uh, see how this all works out. I will keep you guys posted. And uh, so that's this deal. As far as the podcast, I thought I would mention, I'm not exactly sure. I'll be coming home on weekends. Uh, I'm going to be staying in the uh, during the week up because this place is about a 90-minute drive away, the one in Michigan that I'm starting at on the 26th. So the the situation will be, hopefully the podcast will be pretty much the same, not much change there. Uh, And uh, since I'll be heading up on Monday mornings, I can still do the podcast on Sundays. The only potential idea or thought that I might say is that possibly in the future, if this continues and to free up my weekend time, there's a possibility I may eventually switch and have the podcast come out during the week uh, and do it during the week up there. But that's, we're talking probably more than a month away for the next month when I'm starting up there, I still think I will be putting it out on the weekend, the same pretty much schedule and all that. But I'll keep you guys posted. Always check treksinsci-fi.com for uh, updates on all that kind of information, and I will definitely let you know in advance if there's any changes. So uh, that's what's going on with me. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. When you're not listening to the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast, why don't you listen to Knights of the Guild? The official fan podcast of the web series, The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! <laughs> okay, let's uh, go over some uh, recent uh, Star Trek news. Uh, there was uh, a Spike Scream, Spike TV Scream Awards that were uh, taped in Los Angeles uh, just, uh, I guess this was just uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, the new Star Trek movie uh, got the uh, most nominations, walked away with several awards, the top prize of Ultimate Scream as well as the best sci-fi film uh, for the year. So that's pretty cool. And the one funny thing, and I haven't seen a clip for this yet, but I'll read you what happened. Uh, I guess when uh, Star Trek won uh, the award for um, Ultimate Scream, which is what they're called, our Ultimate Scream Award, uh, actor uh, Morgan Freeman presented the award. But after he announced that Star Trek had won the crowd, they got kind of a surprise because William Shatner stepped up on the stage and uh, he grabs the award. Uh, you know, this is really for the mi- the movie. You know, the the movie that came out in May. And Shatner says something like, "JJ, uh, I'll handle this." And uh, he says to sh- to JJ uh, in the audience. Shatner says it, uh, and uh, he also won best director uh, as well. JJ did. 
And Shatner says something like, the movie was big, and imagine how big it could have been with me in it. I'll be waiting for your call. Since he has also been saying, Shatner's been saying some stuff lately about, you know, hey, he's not opposed to having some kind of a role in the next film. And that kind of segues into the next Trek story, which is, uh, there's been some talk, you know, since the movie came out in May, there was some talk about, they pretty much immediately, since it was a big hit, uh, started working and talking about the sequel. And two years away would be from 2009, we'll put it for the summer of 2011 to come out. Well, uh, now it's looking much more likely, though, that the movie won't come out until the summer of uh, 2012. There's a, a few reasons for that. The, the people working on the movie are very busy. J.J.'s busy. A lot of the actors have projects going on, things like that, even though they are signed for a couple of sequels, I think all of them. Uh, and the other probably even bigger factor that I'm, I'm reading about is that there are a lot of very big movies they've already got targeted for the summer of 2011, movies like Captain America, Thor, uh, Kung Fu Panda 2, Transformers 3, uh, and it, it's it's really going to be tight. There's probably going to be another Spider-Man movie that, that summer, another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Harry Potter. So 2011 it is really, uh, it, it's going to have, I don't know about 2010, I, I don't have the list here in front of me what's coming out next year. Of course, they couldn't do another Trek movie a year from now. But 2011 is going to have just a major movie pretty much every summer, it seems like. So three years away, though, in 2012, it looks a little more open. So that is probably going to be what they're going to be targeting and what the case is. It gives them, of course, more time to work on the movie, more time to work on the script, uh, you know, everything, the sets, the actors, everyone preparing more for doing a, a good job, which probably what will happen is that means the movie will probably be filmed maybe in about 2011, give or take. They may film it sooner than that. You know, the last movie got pushed six months in advance, you know, ahead from uh, a Christmas opening to the summer or spring summer. And I think that really added to their overall box office. Uh, summer movies, especially if they're big hits, uh, really can pull it in. Christmas time is pretty good, too. But unless the movie comes out very early in the, in the holiday season, like a November, early December release, I think their chances and their t their weekends, really, where people are heading out to the movies are a lot less than during the summer. Something that comes out in May, like Trek did, has got a lot of weeks during the summer where there's a lot of people and, and kids out of school and time for people to go to the movies more. And, you know, people are, especially in parts of the country where the weather is kind of crappy during the winter, they're more likely to go out and about during the summer, I think, spring and summer, than they are during the winter to go you know, drive out to a theater, go to a movie, and, you know, sub-zero weather. So so that's the scoop. That's what uh, it's looking like. And uh, we'll keep everyone posted on the developments uh, for the next film in the Star Trek franchise. I'm a television junkie. And the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems. Why don't somebody solve them? Hello, I am not Jen. And I am most certainly not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. But you are listening to Treks and Sci-Fi with our good friend Rico Dosti. And when you're finished with... When you're finished... When you are done listening to Rico, you can head on over to the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Fangirls with the Moosis. The socially functional fangirls... Who walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs>
We're the crazy hippies who know how to shoot a gun. <laughs> I do, do you? I do not, but I don't want to. Good. <laughs> but I support your right to. <laughs> this will never make it onto a promo. It might. Yes, definitely check out Jen and Angela on the Anomaly podcast. Always a great listen and uh, get their uh, geeky girl perspective on things. I uh, really enjoyed their uh, take on the first Lord of the Rings film. Good job. And uh, I always uh, try to uh, keep up on what they're talking about. You know, it's it's so so hard sometimes. So many good podcasts out there these days. And uh, But I'm going to have a long commute fairly soon, or at least a commute a few days a week, so I can get all caught up. Um, I want to announce a new contest, and this is kind of be kind of short-lived uh, and uh, brief, so I'm hoping to get a few entries at least. It's going to be very simple. I have another uh, one of these uh, free giveaways for the uh, digital download of that documentary called Mind Meld with Shatner and Nimoy, which is great to, to watch, and if you haven't seen it, it's it's well worth watching. Uh, and I have a free giveaway to get a digital version of that uh, show or documentary movie or whatever. <laughs> I think it's like around 90 minutes, maybe not quite that long. Anyway, this is what you got to do, and this is what you got to do. Uh, you will be sending me an email with an audio comment attached. Those always go to treksf at gmail.com. Next weekend on the podcast for October 25th, I'm going to be covering kind of a, a little different uh, thing for the, this podcast. It's going to be sort of a Halloween-related episode or podcast. I will be talking about the um, original Frankenstein movie with Boris Karloff. And it's going to, again, be Halloween-type stuff. What I want people to do is send me an audio comment about some kind of Halloween story or memory. Uh, it can be just about anything, you know, maybe something, a, a costume that you dressed up as that you really loved or maybe you hated <laughs> or, or some kind of, you know, story from when you were growing up, you know, a pumpkin you carved. I don't care. It can even be a very short, uh, uh, sk- spooky story of some kind. I, you know, something Halloween-related, let's just say, in audio comment form to treksf at gmail.com. The, the limit, though, and again, you got to get these in by next week's podcast when I record next Sunday. So uh, that doesn't give you a lot of time. And uh, what I'm going to do is whoever sends me an audio comment with some Halloween-related story, uh, I'm just going to randomly pick from one of those people that uh, send me something uh, who will win this digital download for the Mind Meld uh, documentary. So if I get two or three uh, audio comments, your chances of winning are pretty big. So send those on in uh, sometime this week. Just, you know, hop over and... And, uh, you know, get on your computer or your iPhone or whatever you want to do. Record some little audio comment and shoot it over to my email, and that'd be great. Hi, I'm Rick Moyer, and my brand-new Stargazer project is coming out on CD and download on the 26th of October. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour.
This 13-track album is a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Visit TakeHimWithYou.com slash Stargazer for more information on how to get your copy. Well, thanks for that, Rick. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting uh, your CD, and uh, it's really exciting. I, I, I can't wait for that uh, and that'll just be in about a week or so. A lot of things happening in the next uh, week uh, towards the end of this month for a lot of people. So uh, I will keep everyone posted on that as well as probably put some links up on the main website for Rick's CD as well. So stay tuned. All right. I just want to briefly, I want to talk just uh, kind of casually, uh, like I always do, <laughs> a little bit about television, what I've been uh, trying to keep up on a, of all the cool uh tv that we're getting this fall it's pretty much the same thing uh the the stargate universe show uh, clone wars which i i won't talk much about that right now we're going to have the rest of the podcast dedicated dedicated to that uh what else we've got uh well let's say let's just start with one of them flash forward I guess we're about four episodes, I think, or so into it, maybe, give or take an episode. I'm still uh, greatly enjoying this show. I think uh, the premise is cool, and we will see how the you know the, this continues, the season continues to uh, progress. I was talking over, uh, over a, a little bit about it with my friend Mark, and I, I still think that they will be able to alter what they see in the future to some degree. I don't, it's hard to believe that everything they're seeing is, is all going to come to pass, and they don't have any real way to fix it or change anything especially for the things that look like in the future they that are a little bad or or not maybe the the brightest of futures for some of the people but uh i'm not sure where it's going to go i've heard some talk that they've got a couple of years planned out for the series at least two to three years so maybe there'll be another flash forward uh who knows how this will all work it was kind of like when lost first started i never really thought we'd get to like five years of that series but they're coming up to that now so uh the new stargate universe I'm I'm so far I'm okay with the show. It, it it's slowly kind of growing on me a bit. I I think the uh, I, the premise is okay. Uh, the characters are are just okay. I kind of want to see where it's going to go. Right now they they still seem to be stuck in this mode where they're still reacting to things going on. They don't have control of this big ship they're all on, and uh, so it's. I think they're just slowly getting us into the series. I know they have a full series, a, a full 20-episode commitment from Sci-Fi, so it's going to it's gonna have a good a good start. It's not like we're going to only get like six or seven episodes, and if the ratings aren't great or something, that it'll just get canceled. Sci-Fi hasn't really done that too often. They, you know, when they start something like this, uh, they don't really just pull the plug that quick. Networks will do that, but uh, the main networks, I should say. So we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on this. Uh, I'm enjoying Smallville a little bit more. I liked the last episode quite a bit. Uh, Clark got the ability to uh, to read people's thoughts, which isn't usually a Superman uh, Clark Kent type power, but uh, it was through something that happens. I won't say too much, but uh, this season is is been quite a bit different. But I'm liking the fact that they're bringing Lois and him together a little bit more on the show. I'm enjoying that part of it. Uh, Oh, Big Bang Theory is just a riot. Again, that's on Monday nights for the geeks out there. Uh, they have uh, a guest uh, of Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, uh, yes, Wesley Crusher is going to be on this week's, which will be tomorrow. Uh, the, tomorrow's episode of the Big Bang Theory. So uh, definitely watching that, or will be watching that. And, I, and uh, it's just a little, you know, it, it's just such a fun show. You know, a lot of these shows, sci-fi, geek-related uh, TV shows, are fairly serious, and it's nice to have a little comedic one 
which, uh, you know, not sci-fi, but I'm also enjoying this new comedy called The Middle quite a bit. Uh, what else? Uh, Fringe is still good. I'm, I'm a little worried, though, both about Fringe and Dollhouse. Uh, I think the series, uh, both of them are still doing okay. I'm enjoying them, but I think the moves, the, ta- the, the time slots they have them in, Although I think Dollhouse, what that was always been on Fridays, but uh, Fringe especially moving to Thursdays, and I think they've got it up against Grey's Anatomy, I think, which I don't watch that show, but it's really getting kind of pounded in the ratings, and, and I wish it was back on Tuesdays because Tuesdays are kind of open. I don't watch a lot on that night anyway, but uh, uh, Fringe, though, is still a great show. So much fun. I, I like the relationship between the three main characters the, uh, you know, quite a bit, and of course Leonard Nimoy has been guesting a little bit on that series this year, so... Uh, I think that's most of the ones I wanted to cover, the big the big ones sci-fi related that I'm watching, I think. Uh, I'm probably forgetting a, a couple. Well, Heroes I'm still watching, of course, on Mondays. Uh, that's pretty good so far this season. It's kind of hard to see where they're going with it right now, but uh, I, it's still an enjoyable show for me. So that's it for the TV talk. Uh, I think we're going to segue right now into the Clone Wars because i got a lot to cover and we're about midway on the show. So uh, stay tuned. We're up next with the Clone Wars. Now a famous movie franchise is also undergoing a transformation. The latest chapter in the Star Wars series, Star Wars The Clone Wars, is animated. Jeremy Parsons, host of The Big Tease right here on Reels Channel, has the details. That's right, Mike. The last fix for Star Wars fans was back in 2005 for Revenge of the Sith. Now, that movie was supposed to be the last chapter, but Star Wars creator George Lucas decided there's still a lot more of the story to be told. What's the first thing that runs through your mind when you get that phone call from George Lucas? Hey, we're doing a full-length animated feature, and we want you to take care of it for us. Well, the first thing you think is it's a practical joke, and you go to the interview and find out it's not a joke, and you get an exciting job working on Star Wars. And it's a big job. The movie fills in the timeline between Episode 2 and Episode 3 of the Star Wars saga. Director Dave Filoni worked closely with George Lucas to give the galaxy far, far away a new, new look. I took a lot from the visuals that you see in the classic Star Wars films, and then I added a little bit of what I'd worked on in some anime. That's what George wanted. He wanted something that nobody had seen before, so that was the mandate. A new face also emerges from the ranks of the Jedi to fight along with Anakin and Obi-Wan. A youngling. And who are you supposed to be? I'm Ahsoka. She is our Padawan. Um, actually, Anakin's Padawan. Our, we feel very close to her. Uh, she's she's like a firecracker. She's spirited. She's strong-willed and strong-minded. While she's been brought into her role to learn from Anakin, she also teaches Anakin a lot. Just trying to keep the boys inspired is all. Is this the kind of movie that's going to bridge the gap between the moms and dads who always love the movies and the kids who haven't really gotten into it yet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Star Wars always has that appeal. The Clone Wars follows that. You know, it's animated, so people think. Well, maybe it skews younger, but they're going to be surprised for the intensity of the, the action or you know, sometimes the darkness of the plot. Now you die. And adding to that Star Wars realism is the cast. Sam Jackson, Christopher Lee, and C-3PO himself, Anthony Daniels. They all lend their voices to the roles that made them famous in the original movies. Yeah, that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. And if you're a Star Wars fan who just can't get enough, they're actually making it into a cartoon series that's going to air on the Cartoon Network. Now, they've done that before, 2003 to 2005, but this is an all-new one, and it'll look very similar to the movie. (laughs) 
Yeah, so that was a kind of preview that came out around the time of the Clone Wars movie that they did back in August, or that came out back in August of 2008, a little more than a year ago, which set the stage for the Cartoon Network's uh, Clone Wars animated series. And we're going to be focusing today primarily on the animated series. I just wanted to mention the movie, since that kind of was, uh, it it started uh, us off on this version of George Lucas's Clone Wars uh, ideas and setting the uh, set during the time uh, of the Clone Wars, obviously, duh. <laughs> but you know, between uh, Episode Two and Episode Three, like they said, I think in that clip, uh, the movie. I I enjoyed the movie. I know there's a lot of people that weren't really weren't that happy with the whole, you know, Jabba the Hutt's son and and uh, you know this uh, relationship between Anakin and his. his his Padawan, Ahsoka, and all that. But I, I thought the movie was pretty good. It was fun to see Star Wars on the big screen. That's always exciting. And I, I've I've liked the, the way they've animated it, too. And we'll talk about, or I'll talk about that as I go through discussing uh, both a little bit uh, about the series and, and some of the things that I enjoy about it, and maybe some of the things that I, I wish they would do a little different. Um, but uh, overall, I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, besides Trek, of course, you guys all know that I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Uh, I love it maybe just as much as Trek. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I hate to choose. That's like you know, like, that's like the story of choosing between two kids. Which one do you do you like or love more than the other? That's an impossible uh, uh, choice. So anyway, uh, but they're both great franchises. And today we're going to be looking at uh, Clone Wars and Star Wars. So that's where my uh, focus is at. So. <laughs> The uh, the cast, again, this is really tricky to start off with and what to talk about and what not to talk about. Again, I will be talking, I think I say the word again too much today. I will be talking mostly about season one. That's what we've seen the most part. There were 22 episodes in season one started airing those on the Cartoon Network in the States, at least uh, in October of 2008. Again, the movie came out in in August, so we had uh, a glimpse of what it was going to be like, the style, the animation, the music, the effects, the voices. I'm going to be talking quite a bit about that uh, and a lot of other things as we go through, uh, and with a lot of various clips from uh, Clone Wars, like uh, this one. Before the dark times, before the Empire, still a powerful force for good in the galaxy, were the Jedi. The clone army stood with us, against us, Grievous and his droids. Yet merely pawns they were, jewels of Count Dooku and his dark master. Stories from those days, these are, of battles fought, friendships forged, and Jedi at the peak of our power. Star Wars The Clone Wars, a new adventure Fridays at 9 p.m., only on Cartoon Network. Yeah, like was mentioned on that previous clip, they had uh, a couple of previous Clone Wars TV series that were done kind of in a stylized fashion, very short, uh, and some of them with very little dialogue. You know, Star Wars has always been a lot about the music, the sound effects, the action, and you can a lot of times watch it and figure out what's going on without a lot of dialogue and script. And, you know, it's not really the actor's dream job, I think, to be acting in a Star Wars film, although, you know, it would be... (laughs) cool and i'm sure they get paid very well but the acting portion of it has always been kind of well maybe not as critical as other movies that's for sure but again the 
they have uh, they did attempt to, and, and do other Clone Wars series. I just wanted to mention that, and I think what those were a little bit was was kind of a testing ground for George Lucas. He kind of wanted to see and get a feel for the kind of style of a show he wanted to do in the animation look, and whether he you know they wanted to do a full half hour long one like they do with the Clone Wars now, or keep them shorter like ten or fifteen minutes, or maybe only even three or four minutes. He played around with that a bit for a few years, and then they settled into this format that we have now, which is a half-hour animated series uh, done in a very kind of unique animated CGI style. Uh, uh, Dave Filoni and George Lucas have both said that they have they picked up a lot uh, of the way these uh, characters are animated and the look of it from the old Jerry Anderson Thunderbirds TV show, which I've always been a big fan of, love that series. But, you know, there they use these puppets. And if you look and you think about that Thunderbird show and you look at the way the characters are drawn and, and a little bit about the way they're animated to a degree on Clone Wars, you can definitely pick up similarities, especially, I think, some of the way they're drawn and and the way the characters look. Kind of some hard lines and, uh, in a way, sort of stiff to some degree at times in the series. And it, there are people out there that I know that don't really like this uh, this style of animation that they're using, the CGI and, and the way the Clone Wars series looks. But I, I like it. I think it's different. It's I think it's important for them to have their own unique you know, look and not look like every other cartoon out there and have something a little unique. And I think they, they're pulling that part of it off pretty well. And they've got a lot of other things going for themselves or themselves as well. You know, George wanted to do this. He thought it was an interesting idea to to, uh, to set a uh, series and expand upon his universe in this particular time frame. Actually, uh, let me have you hear him say uh, his comments about what uh, led him to do this Clone Wars series and pick the era that he did uh, for this show. The interesting thing about the Clone Wars is that in the normal course of the Skywalker saga, it's not told. It's skipped over. Um, we have a little bit of the beginning in Episode 2, and then we have a little bit of the end in Episode 3. But we never get into the details of what happens during the war. Obviously, during a war, there's lots and lots of stories. Uh, very exciting action, uh, drama, um, heartbreak, and comedy. This idea of doing a animated TV series... Um, was intriguing to me because it really did allow me to broaden the, the the canvas of what Star Wars is about. So it's interesting to hear that from George about, you know, that he wanted to expand uh, upon that time of Star Wars history into a TV series. You know, everyone would be saying, you know, how come we just didn't get more stories about either Anakin or maybe even go into the original trilogy time and get a cartoon series about those areas. And I think the the thing that he's always said and tried to stay true to is that he considers those eras and those stories, he told what he needed to tell to tell the tale of Anakin Skywalker. You know, Anakin's uh, as, a, as a small boy and then becoming a Jedi and then finally his downfall to the dark side, becoming Vader, and then his final kind of redemption uh, when uh, he fought with Luke in Return of the Jedi. It it told the whole complete tale. He didn't really want to tell little side stories of, you know, Han and Princess Leia going off and, you know, seeing a, a movie and having dinner out or anything like that. That never really has interested him. So he wanted to do this in this thing uh, in the Clone Wars time. He could still use some of the characters we know, especially from the prequels, 
but he brings in a lot of other characters as well, and you get to know them a little bit, and he gets to expand upon that time. And I think the biggest thing that he's really been working on in this series, and everyone that works on it, it's a huge, huge effort for Lucasfilm, is he's really given the clones themselves various identities. Uh, there's one in particular, Rex. There's Cody and, and, and several others. But he, they're, they're individuals. Even though they're clones, their voices are a little different. Um, there's a, a story about uh, the uh, there's a guy that does the voice. I think his name D. I got it written down here. D. Bradley Baker. He does each of the clone trooper voices just a little different. He changes the inflection just to, to a degree, and he he tries to alter them enough to realize okay they're clones, but they're they're also individuals, and that's to me one of uh, the most interesting and neat things that they've done with this series is uh, you know it's called the Clone Wars. You could have easily just had all these guys running around in the sort of clone armor shooting at the droids and all that and have them fight it out and never really worry or think about the soldiers involved. And he, they haven't done that at all. They've really tried to make them, you know, give them personalities. Even sometimes you'll see them uh, in various episodes where they take their helmets off and even the look of them, they are clones, but some of them have a little, you know, shorter hair, longer hair. Some of them have dyed it. Some have tattoos, scars, things like that. And, and tried to make them very unique, and so they're not just cookie cutter. And I, I really admire that part of the show and like that a lot. And of course, we have, you know, the big a big part of this series is all about uh, the relationship between uh, Anakin, as now a Jedi Knight, and his Padawan learner uh, Ahsoka Tano. I'm afraid Grievous is on to us. This is Sovereign Pandora territory. Rishi Outpost, come in. Our attack has come for gunmen. The droids released the virus. Force speed, R2. Hold it. Let's stop for a second and take a breath. This is a good time to catch up on everything that's been going on in my galaxy. Oh, I'm Ahsoka Tano. Yep, that's me. This is Anakin Skywalker. He's a Jedi. They're the good guys. They all use lightsabers. Basically, really powerful weapons that can slash through anything. Jedi also use the Force. What's the Force? It binds every living thing in the universe together. The Force resides in all life forms. Jedi are strong with the Force, which means they can do stuff like this. This. And if you get them angry, this. Oh, yeah. Most impressive. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Anakin. He's one of the most powerful Jedi ever. Plus, he's my master. We get along pretty well. Usually. Get those fighters off of us! Your fancy blind is making it difficult! There's a lot of other Jedi, including Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. He and Anakin bicker a lot. Jump in anytime! Oh, you're doing fine. The Jedi fight with a bunch of these guys. They're the clones. Which means, under their helmets, they all look the same, but they're not. Oh, yes, sir! The clones help us fight against bad guys called the Separatists. Separatists want to take over the universe and topple the old Republic. They're doing it for money, power, the usual bad guy stuff. Yeah, 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 yes! While we have a clone army, they have an army of droids. Be sure not to drop it. Whoa! I'll take clones any day. The Separatists have two guys in charge. General Grievous, who hates the Jedi, because he isn't good enough to be one. Look what you let those Jedi do to you. Then there's Count Dooku. He's a Sith Lord. Think evil Jedi. Run! They use the dark side of the Force to do terrible things. Yeah, it's a lot of evil. It basically comes down to this. We want to keep the universe safe and free and protect people like this, this, and even these guys. They want to rule the universe, own or destroy everything, and put robots everywhere. Run! 
Roger, Roger. That pretty much covers it. So who are you rooting for? That wasn't so tough. Yeah, that's a nice uh, clip that I found. Uh, it gives you a nice background. I think they were using it, you know, to promote the uh, the TV series when it was first getting going. Tells you a little bit about the background if you're not familiar with it. You know, the uh, the the cool and nice thing about the Clone Wars is each week, uh, you know, when the series is running, uh, they did 22 episodes. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the individual ones and, and some of the different arc uh, arcs of episodes they did during season one. Uh, but you get another, you know, a half hour of Star Wars every week, and, and that's pretty darn cool. You can do it in, in your home, just watch it there. You don't have to go out to the theater. You don't have to pay any extra for it. And it is a very, very well-done production, in my opinion. I think uh, the stories are solid. They they haven't really dumbed it down. I think they've kept a pretty serious tone most of the time. Uh, and I, I wouldn't just consider this, I think it's rated, you know, T for teen or something age-wise. It, it's it's pretty good and pretty intense. It, it's, it's not, uh, to me, uh, uh, considering, you know, all the cartoons I've seen over the years, it's certainly not Scooby-Doo or something like that. Uh, again, they they go through some battles. Some some clones die. Droids, of course, die all the time, and they're kind of a comedy element for the series as well. But it's uh, it's very well done, and I, I've been very impressed all along. And I think, and I'll talk about this a little bit later. Uh, but I think even into season two now, I think the series is even really getting even more uh, intense and, and, and improving to a degree uh, above what they were even in this first season. I think uh, the stories are tighter, and I like what, the way they're going with it. And I'll, I'll, again, talk about that more as we go. Things were different then. Just us troopers and the Jedi, standing between Grievous and his droids and the rest of the universe. I fought everywhere, from Kamino to Tatooine, Rhodia to Coruscant. I saw worlds fall, and I learned much from the Jedi, Skywalker. Kenobi, young Ahsoka Tano, we stood together against everything they threw against us. We were heroes. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, a new adventure Fridays at 9 p.m., only on Cartoon Network. Yeah, let me talk a, a little bit about uh, the the casting for this. This uh, They're using characters, you know, that we've seen in the prequels, Anakin, Obi-Wan, uh, C-3PO, Mace Windu. Uh, the Emperor, well, not the Emperor at this point, uh, Palpatine, and so forth. But uh, for the ver- you know vast majority of all these characters, they've recast, and they have other voice actors doing the roles. For the movie, they had a few others that uh, did in the Clone Wars movie that came out in 2008. A couple of people got to do their the voices for that movie, uh, especially uh, Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, even though he's voiced by somebody else in the regular cartoon series. Uh, I'm gonna just kind of run down. Dave Filoni is the he, he kind of oversees the whole production. Dave uh, has worked in animation for a while, and he's got uh, you know a really good style here and experience to do this job. And I think George picked a really good uh, person to oversee the whole production. So he's the behind the scenes person. They have uh, this guy, this actor uh, Matt Lanter. He plays Anakin Skywalker. I think the voice is good. I think the voice is actually good for all the characters. I, I'm really happy with the guest. Uh, or not really guests, but the actors that they chose to play the different roles. Uh, there's a guy named James Arnold Taylor, for example, who plays Obi-Wan. I think he's got his voice down really well. The The trick with this, I find, when you're watching it, is after you've watched a few episodes, you get very used to 
the actors that are doing the voices for these characters as opposed to like Hayden Christensen doing uh, Anakin's voice and you know Natalie Portman as Padme and everything uh Padme is uh what's her name Catherine Tabor is Padme and most of the voices are, have a very, very, very similar quality to the actors that originally portrayed them. You know, of course, they're not going to come out with a guy that sounds totally different than like Obi Wan or Anakin. Uh, and they find somebody similar, but he isn't so. I, I don't know how to describe it, but he isn't so eerily close to him that you get it almost confused. He's, he's a little different, but I think in a good way, and uh, they, these voices work for the characters in this particular series and time frame. I, I think really the only one for the regular series that, that's still uh, involved in doing recordings is uh, Anthony Daniels' as C-3PO. He still does his lines for C-3PO, and he's he's shown up in a few episodes. He's not in every episode by any means, but the episodes he is in are, are fun, and, and it's always good to hear Anthony doing C-3PO. I don't know if anyone else could quite do that justice. And uh, who else? We've got Matthew Wood. He does the droids. He does General Grievous. Uh, there's a young uh, actress, Ashley Eckstein, uh, who is Ahsoka Tano. Uh, she does a great job. I really like her voice and her character a lot. Ahsoka at first was a little bit, maybe a little hard to take, maybe a little too much like Anakin. But over time, I think I, I, I'm really enjoying the relationship between her and, and Anakin. And I think it's it's kind of a brother-sister thing that they have going in a way. And Anakin's very protective of her. And they're kind of learning from each other a little bit too, which I like to see. Uh, what else as far as the actors? Uh, we've got uh, Matt and uh, Tom. There's a oh the narration I should say uh, in the uh, beginnings of the episode they kind of have this narrator saying you know across the galaxy the Clone Wars rages on and he's kind of like a news reporter kind of guy and I, that guy that is uh, Tom Kane who does that voice uh, what else we've got uh, lots of guest uh, stars Michael York has even done a couple of voices Ron Perlman Olivia Diabo uh, who else just just a big big group of people Phil Lamar. Uh, I'm just looking down the cast list here. Uh, Pal- Palpatine is a guy named Ian Abercrombie. Uh, I've seen him in other things. He's a, he's a character actor. He's done a lot of stuff over the years, and uh, he's done some sci-fi and genre work, too. Uh, who else do we've got in here? Uh, I think that's probably most of the ones I wanted to cover. Uh, but a good cast, really solid group of voice actors doing the different roles. And, again, I think they've been able to make the parts their own and and not try to just mimic, you know, the actors that came before them. Hello, my name is Dave, and I'm the supervising director of the Clone Wars television series. <laughs> Basically, what I do is I oversee everything that's going on in the series, design the direction, the shots, and I work very closely with George to make sure that everything we're doing in Star Wars meets his vision of it. Go back to that other shot. One of the best things about the series we have is definitely the crew working on it. Every level uh, of this production, we have people that really love Star Wars and really care about what we're doing. One thing George said really early on was he was going to teach us how to make Star Wars. You have your view of what you think Star Wars is as a fan, but then when you get to work with the actual creator of a series like Star Wars, you find it. There are some differences, some very specific things that George looks for. It could be comedy moments. It could be dramatic moments. Are you going to kill me? I would certainly like to. I know you would. It could be, you know, very heartfelt, you know, romantic moments. I love you. 
I know. And then he'll check in on us to make sure that we're catching the feeling and the flavor of Star Wars. I always enjoyed painting, and uh, my parents brought me up in a very uh, opera-rich atmosphere. Ah! <laughs> no, no, no. When you look at Star Wars, it's basically space opera. And I think that there was a natural tendency for me to say, wow, I, I love painting, but how, was, how does that look when it's set to music? No! And since I could draw, and I like telling these stories, taking it into a cinematic realm just seemed like a logical next step. My favorite character is Plo Koon, and when I saw Phantom Menace, I think I'd waited as a fan so long to see some other Jedi that when the council scene came, I looked at every single one of them, because I was really curious about these guys and what they were like. And it just happened, I liked Plo Koon's design. That's really what it comes down to. He didn't really get to do a lot. He largely sits in the council like this, I think, or sometimes he crosses his hands like that, and he'll look over every now and then at Mace Windu and Yoda, and that was about all he did for a while. And then he was dead. But yeah, that's the only downer. Revenge of the Sith. Why? We'll kind of fast forward that scene. <laughs> Painfully watch. Yeah, there's a little bit of Dave Filoni. Of course, he you know he directs the whole production and uh, oversees everything on the Clone Wars. He worked on a uh, uh, animated series, uh, the the Last Airbender. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, which now they're doing into a live-action movie. Uh, he worked on that uh, quite a bit in other uh, animated productions. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention, too, George Lucas is, is really seems to have a lot of hands on in involvement in the Clone Wars. It's not like he turned it over to these guys, and you've heard this in a few clips now, and then just said, okay, guys, go ahead and do a, you know, a, a cartoon, you know, a Star Wars cartoon series or whatever. He's written the vast majority of the episodes in some level. You know, there's a guy named Henry Gilroy that's done a lot of the writing, Scott Murphy, a couple other people. But uh, George is definitely involved in just about everything about the production as well. And I, But I think he's he's allowing these guys to take their own and, and put their own ideas into it uh, as well. And I think Dave says in that clip a little bit, you know, everyone thinks in, in, that they know it's Star Wars by now and everything, but there, there's just little stuff that George likes to slip in, and you, and you can pick that up, I think, when you watch the series, that it ring, makes it ring true, I think, is the way to look at it. But you're also getting to see a lot of different things that we don't get to see in the movies. You know, we've gotten now 22 episodes, uh, uh, half-hour episodes, so about 11 hours worth of uh, Clone Wars uh, for the first season, and now they've got about four episodes they've shown so far in season two. So it's quickly becoming, there's been more, you know, animated Clone Wars, Star Wars, than there have been, you know, feature film, uh, you know, at least in terms of time. So, you know, that that gives you a chance to really develop the characters, and that's another thing that I really like about the series is that you get to see, you know, some of the relationships, Padme and Anakin, Anakin and Ahsoka, Obi-Wan and all of that and sometimes they're off on different missions and sometimes they all come together and, and they kind of sprinkle it and change it around a lot too their galaxy is not so far away in four days the adventure begins now your first look at Star Wars the Clone Wars Hi, I'm Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka from Star Wars the Clone Wars and R2 and I are bringing you something special right R2? <laughs> We've got an exclusive sneak peek at the show right now. Show them, R2. 
So Sky Guy, how did you know about this shortcut? It's an old smuggler's route. The pilots used to talk about it on Tatooine. Smuggler's route? Huh, that makes me feel better. They call it the Balmora Run. Balmora Run? I think I'm picking up a contact. Skywalker, listen to me. We need to turn around. We can't. Not if we're gonna catch Grievous. Another contact! This one's much larger. Skywalker, Balmora is the nesting ground of the giant Nebre Mantis. Another? Another! <gasps> Take evasive action! Don't miss the premiere of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, this Friday at 9, only on Cartoon Network. Yeah, there you get to hear a little bit of uh, from Ashley Eckstein, who plays Ahsoka. Uh, I heard an interview with her. I don't have the clip here of it, but uh, I guess when she went in and auditioned for Ahsoka, you know, this is a new character, uh, Anakin's Padawan, uh, for the series, and she did, you know, different voices and things like that for the character. And eventually, they basically just said, just use your own voice. They, they told her they liked that the best. And you can hear in, in some of these clips, you know, where she's talking, uh, that it's basically her voice. And Ahsoka, she doesn't really alter it or change it for the series. And I think it, again, suits the character very well. It sounds very young and energetic. And Ahsoka's kind of like that. And uh, she's a good addition to the Star Wars universe. I like her quite a bit. And uh, I know some people early, uh, especially when the movie came out, thought she was kind of annoying. She, you know, throws along the all these little nicknames for Anakin, even though he's supposed to be her her Jedi master. And, and he, she calls him Sky Guy and stuff like that. But I think they've toned that down now a little bit. I think there's a little bit more respect between the two characters. There's still nicknames tossed around. She, uh, she calls him that. Uh, he calls her Snips sometimes and things but it's I don't think they overdo it at all. And, you know, they do have some comedy elements occasionally with the droids. Sometimes I think that gets a little bit excessive. Um, you know, these droids are always, you know, things like they're they're like the three stooges. You know, they don't seem to be able to do anything right. And, and they never seem to learn from their mistakes. Although I guess the minute the lightsaber cuts them down, they got to make a new one. But I don't think there's any learning protocol. It's not like, okay. Next time, maybe you guys should be a little smarter. I mean, the only droid kind of thing or cyborg it was Grievous, which was he was used a lot in the in the first season. We haven't seen him very much uh, in this one. We've seen in the second season, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes. We've got a couple of new uh, nemesis nemesises <laughs> for the Jedi and, and for the for the Republic right now uh, with regards to uh, the droid uh, leaders and so on. Allow me to introduce Anakin Skywalker. I remember a time when Jedi were peacekeepers. We fight for peace. Anakin! A, a Jedi is coming. I hate this job. It's Bane! Get out of there! I'm going after that bounty hunter. All the Jedi, why did I have to end up with Skywalker? Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Friday, October 2nd at 8, only on Cartoon Network. Yeah, another uh, character that they brought in, especially again in Season 1, was uh, Ventress, uh, this this apprentice of Dooku, uh, this one that wields the dual uh, lightsabers, the dual red-bladed lightsabers, Asajj Ventress. Uh, she comes up and, and shows up in quite a few episodes. There's a an early episode in Season 1 called Ambush where she goes up against Yoda and, of course, gets 
pretty much, as they say, owned by Yoda. She's not good enough to, to handle him. And she, again, shows up in several episodes of season one. Uh, the the mix of episodes for season one, I thought they did a good job. What they, they did is uh, sprinkled throughout the season, they had these story arcs of about three episodes usually each. Uh, there was an early one about the malevolence, this large warship of Grievous's. Uh, Rising Malevolence was the first episode there, then Shadow of Malevolence, Destroy Malevolence. And what they did with these arcs is they sprinkled in between them other episodes like Rookies, which I really liked that episode. I I thought that was a cool episode. And we got to learn uh, quite a bit about the clones uh, in that episode, too. Uh, Listen to this clip. I think this next one I'm going to play here is, is from that episode or a preview for it. The premiere of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, is two days away. Your exclusive sneak peek is right now. Hey everyone, Ashley Eckstein here. R2-D2 and I are bringing you the first look at Star Wars The Clone Wars straight from the place where it's created, Skywalker Ranch. Uh, R2, I don't speak droid, but I think that means that it's time for our sneak peek. So roll it, R2. All right, listen up. There's only one target of interest in this sector. Kamino. It's the closest thing we clones have to our home. Today we fight for more than the Republic. Today we fight for all our brothers back home. Understood? Sir, sir, yes, yes, sir! I think we can even the odds a bit, Commander. Especially since they don't know we're here. This one here is mine. Big gun doesn't make a big man. Reinforcements reporting. Open up. Didn't say please. Don't miss the premiere of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, this Friday at 9, only on Cartoon Network. Yeah, so that gives you a little taste of some of the clones in that episode, Rookies. Uh... Again, I think they did a great job at mixing in individual episodes and individual uh, standalone stories during uh, season one, along with these story arcs as well. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention that I I didn't yet is that each of the episodes starts with sort of like a little moral or proverb, kind of like uh, patience is a virtue, let's just say, but they don't really say it that way. They say, you know, sometimes patience is the hardest lesson to learn of all, or it'll say something like that across the screen. And then the episode goes through, you know, it's, you know, they show the episode. And if you remember what the, you know, little proverb or little fortune cookie says at the very beginning, you know, they kind of bring that out during the episode. Anakin's a little hot-headed, so, uh, you know, maybe patience would have been more useful for him in this episode. And then again, they show something that happens. And it's a nice little story, uh, you know, wrapped around it without pushing it too hard, I think, uh, in you or in your face. And again, I think that's a nice thing to do. And especially since there's a lot of kids watching this stuff, there, there's some things you could, you know, in a way learn and and also enjoy and have fun watching as well. And I, I like the fact that they're trying to do something like that. I think I've heard some other podcasts and people talk about this thing that they're doing. And, and, and some have said that this is almost a, kind of a requirement these days with, with animated shows and cartoons under some, some circumstances. And it has to do with, I don't know, some kind of regulations or, or, or ruling that there is. I, I don't know all the legal details at all, but I, I think they put it into the story and, and they don't overdo it. And, and it's nice that uh, they're able to do that without 
you know, whacking you over the head with something like, you know, stay in school, kids, or you'll end up like this this rookie dropout clone guy here who who got kicked out of the core or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it, it's a great series to watch. I have a couple other clips and some listener comments as well. There's so much I could cover, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about, it, uh, you know, how they're moving into Season 2 now as well. But um, let's play another clip, and, and I'll be back, and we'll try to kind of tie this up and wrap it up. How did you come into yeah. to the uh, to the part of Padme? It was a regular audition. Um, I, my agent actually had to fight to get me in because I was pretty new to the voiceover world, and uh, that's pretty much it. I went in, and Dave said when he heard me say Annie that, <laughs> that it was done. So what what was it you said that convinced him? Um, I, I didn't say it. You know, it was just my audition piece. But I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I came in, I think, with the knowledge of who the character was and should be. And I, I think, you know, that helps a lot. Pretty much everybody on the cast is a Star Wars fan to some degree, or they are now, even if they weren't, and it, it really helps a lot. Um, so what was it like coming in from being being a fan to being part of the, uh, part of the, the whole thing? Well, my very first uh, voiceover job was actually another Star Wars job, so I was already a part of the universe, um, but to be this scale and then to take on a character like Padme, it's pretty much um, for me as an actress, like it was kind of my dream role. Because I love Star Wars. I love sci-fi. Padme was a queen and a senator and you know, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Yeah. Agreed. That clip there was, uh, I think that was outside of Comic-Con with Catherine Tabor who plays uh, Padme. Padme shows up in uh, not a lot uh, in the Clone Wars series. She usually has a few episodes. She had a couple pretty good episodes and and, uh, was a major uh, part of them in Season 1. She's had just a recent one in Season 2 that she was a a big focus in the episode. Actually, the most recent one I've seen that just aired, uh, she was involved quite a bit. But it's mostly, you know, Anakin and and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka out there fighting the droids and Grievous and Dooku and all of that and whoever else pops up. Uh, but uh, again, uh, it's just a fun series. Lots of uh, cool things you get to see. You get to see a lot of aliens. Uh, Dave Filoni there mentioned he's a, a big fan of uh, Plo Koon, the, the Jedi Master that you don't get to see a lot of in the prequel movies. But he was involved in the, the first season quite a bit. Master Master Plo, they called him, and not Master Coon, <laughs> which I think was there was a reason for that. But anyway, they you know they get to pull in characters we haven't seen a lot. The Huts are kind of involved a little bit more in season one. Uh, we get to see, uh, like I said before, uh, Asajj, Ventress, Dooku, uh, and all kinds of things. The only thing you haven't really seen a lot of that I wonder if they'll ever bring out is we don't see much about uh, the Emperor. You know that now that we all know Palpatine is really uh, you know the Dark Lord of the Sith and all that, and he, that that they're all fighting really against. I'm wondering if we'll see a little bit more between maybe him and Dooku, the Emperor and Dooku, or just the Emperor himself, and and get a little more into his background and things. That might be kind of an interesting thing to to do, but I don't know if we'll ever see that, because that's kind of... Uh, it's not really the Clone Wars exactly, and uh, so I don't know. There was another couple of interesting episodes in Season 1 where they kind of were... There was this uh, planet of, of aliens, these little kind of little monkey-looking people to me, and they were kind of anti-war, especially their leader. And I thought that brought up some interesting points, you know, given you know current things in the world and stuff like that. Although they don't really do that, like Trek 
has done in 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 the history of you know trying to touch on current events. Star Wars doesn't really get it, get itself involved in that too much, but that relates more towards those little moral lessons that they kind of put into the episodes. Which again, I don't think they really overdo that. So. If you're a Star Wars fan, you've never had a chance. You can get season one. I know. I think it's all out on DVD now. Season two is airing on the Cartoon Network. I want to play a couple. Uh, I've got a clip here. I'm going to play of uh, a trailer to season two. Season two has introduced us to, uh, and he came out, uh, or we first saw him at the last episode, episode 22 of season one. This this bounty hunter, uh, a very dangerous guy who can seem to hold his own against the Jedi, uh, Cad Bane. Uh, who's kind of this sort of, you know, he wears this big hat. He looks kind of like a, an Old West gunfighter, but, of course, with a futuristic uh, laser-type pistol on his hip instead. But anyway, he is turned into kind of the nemesis, uh, for the most part, uh, on Season 2 so far. And uh, he's an interesting character. I like it. And uh, here's a preview, and then I'm going to follow that up with uh, some comments from uh, you guys about the Clone Wars. Across this endless galaxy, many battles there are. Choose carefully, decide on which you fight. Greetings, kind audience. I do hate to interrupt. I want to remind Jedi boy that we bounty hunters take exception. We bow to no law. Either you give or you take, and we tend to take. <laughs> Inflict devastating damage on the Jedi Order. They sent thousand hunters after us. Stop him! They sent something, Master. It's the dark side of Soka. That looks like a lot of droids. I'll fight to my last breath to keep them safe. Get down! Reinforcements are on their way. and don't try to get them off your tail. So long, Star Wars The Clone Wars, Rise of the Bounty Hunters. One hour season premiere, October 2nd and 8th. <laughs> Only on Cartoon Network. Hey Rico, it's Kenny from California. I want to send in my comments about Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, there's actually been two Star Wars The Clone Wars, but I'm going to focus more on the second series. Uh, not that I didn't like the first series. The first series was a lot of fun, but for me it was difficult to follow the story in three to six minute increments. Uh, you had to wait a whole week just to get another three minutes of the story. And uh, it's much more enjoyable now that I have it on DVD and I can watch it as one solid story. And it makes more sense and you can follow it easier and it's really enjoyable. But that's one thing I'm glad that this new series didn't do. I'm glad the new series was a solid 30 minute, well, technically 21 minutes with commercials. But I'm glad it's a solid story running for a, a full half hour instead of broken up into little bits and pieces. Uh, that's one difference between the two series. Uh, I also, I just, I think I like the drawing. At first it was kind of jarring because everything's so sharp edged compared to the first Clone Wars cartoon. But uh, I've actually grown to really like this new 
this new uh, look of the Clone Wars. Uh, I think the the voices are fantastic, and I know some of the uh, you know some of the actual actors who were in the movies did some voices for the cartoon, but um, some of them I mean are just dead on. They sound great, so that's really enjoyable because it it keeps it real, you know, from the live action to the cartoon. Also, I really have enjoyed the stories. You know, I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. As you know, Star Wars was my first love of sci-fi before even Star Trek. Um, I can still remember being seven years old sitting in a a theater watching Darth Vader walk through the halls uh, with his stormtroopers uh, at the very beginning of uh, Star Wars, the original, A New Hope, as they call it now. But back in the day, we just called it Star Wars. And um, it shaped my love of sci-fi and fantasy. So... To have another part of that uh, world that I can enjoy every week is fantastic. Uh, the Clone Wars is probably one of my favorite TV series on currently. It's something I can't miss. Uh, I record it in HD. I record it in standard edition just in case my HD didn't work. And so yeah, I really make sure uh, I have it you know, recorded. It covered all my bases so I can watch it. I've really enjoyed the... The overall story arcs that they've been doing, I like the fact that they're doing like sometimes they're doing like three episodes for an entire story, but it's a continuing story in the overall picture. I like their standoff one, you know, one episode standoff episodes are really good. Um, just everything about it, I loved the the movie. I thought it was so much fun. Uh, I love the new character of Asuku. I don't know where her storyline is going to end because obviously she's not in the movies, so. Something's going to happen to her. I'm hoping it's not horrible, but we have no idea. Uh, I like her relationship with Anakin. It's like a you know big brother, little sister type thing, and she's actually becoming more like him. But um, I just I like I like everything. I like that we're getting to know the clones. They're not all just identical. They may look the same, but they're all totally different. They all have their own little personalities, and I'm glad they're introducing us to like a core group of them that we keep seeing over and over again that you can you really feel for these clones now you know they're not just drones that get killed off and you feel nothing for them so uh i really enjoy that part of the series also the the battle scenes there was one recently where they were fighting in the atmosphere of a planet and i was just blown away i mean it was so realistic so cool and it was probably one of my favorite scenes of the of the of the first season, and uh, this new second season with the whole rise of the bounty hunter theme, um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed Cad. I thought he was a great character, and I'm sure we haven't seen the last of him yet. It's just it gets better and better, and it's something that I look forward to watching to every week. Anyways, I'm just rambling on. Um, I, I love the Clone Wars. So glad you're doing a podcast on it, and uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for all the work you do. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I'll talk to you later. Take care. Well, thanks very much for your comments, Kenny. We uh, we haven't heard from Kenny on the podcast in a little while. I know he's a very busy guy and got a lot of projects and work and things going on. It's always good to hear from Kenny, and uh, I agree, Kenny. This is great uh, stuff, and it's so nice to have a new uh, bit of Star Wars each week in our homes to watch. Uh, I never miss it as well, and uh, thanks again for your comments. Next up, we have a clip, I think, from uh, Rick and Andrew about the Clone Wars cartoon series. Hi, this is Rick. And this is Andrew. And this is the Father Father and Son Son Review. Review. 
Rico, thank you for reviewing The Clone Wars, the animated series. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. My son is actually more of a fan of the show than I, even though I enjoy watching the show from time to time. Um, tell me, Andrew, why do you like The Clone Wars animated uh, series? Oh, well, it bridges the gap. It, it's nice when a show bridges the gap in between two sagas or two episodes or... Two movies. Yeah. <laughs> between two and three, isn't it? Yeah. That's where it's supposed to be taking place at, I guess. Um, what do you think of the plot lines and stuff in season one? Um, they they weren't quite up to par as season two is because season two just goes way better into the actual characters and the it, plots. and Yeah, and we understand, Rico, that you're reviewing bo- basically season one. We have seen some stuff in season two, though, that is almost like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that well done. Yeah. And pretty cool. Very. Okay, what character do you like the most on in uh, season one? Um, probably Anakin. Well, yeah, he, they yeah. do a good job on him. Mm-hmm. What do you who who do you like the least? Uh, Emperor Palpatine. He's just yeah. <laughs> you don't think he's as good as the no dogs like this? I can't do his voice. <laughs> but anyway, okay. And what do you think of the droids and the humor that the droids are bringing out? It, it's not quite. Yeah, it's not really how Star Wars should be. Droids are droids, not humorous pieces of machinery. Now, from what I understand, now you've watched the entire first season, right? Mm-hmm. I heard that the humor got better as it went on. Yeah, it, it's it, but it's humor with droids. Droids are not supposed to be humorous. It's kind of it's comic relief. Why do you think they did that? Comic relief. <laughs> do you think for, to make it appeal to younger kids? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So now you you've watched it. Um, what do you think of the actual animation style that they're doing for the show? It's not quite like what is normal for animation with these kind of uh, what those be called uh, animation. Well, animation. Pro- yeah. yeah. I mean, there it's, isn't anything yeah. that really looks like it, is there? No, there isn't. And it's the uh, the second season is a lot even better than the first season. And I wonder what they did good. to improve it. I wonder if they're doing anything different. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting to find out. But, uh, okay, so would you, um, what would you recommend? Do you think that people should watch this show? Do you think they should just forget about it? What? <laughs> I would definitely recommend watching it and definitely starting the first season and working it your way up through that. So it, it's really cool. What do you think of um, Anakin's sidekick? It, I, what I've read, it, that actually never happened. So it's kind of it's kind of okay, but it's not really... She has to die somehow. That, that's <laughs> what I'm looking forward to. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, four out of five, or excuse me, four out of five stars. One to five stars, what would you rate the first season of Clone Wars? Uh, first season, probably three. And the second, definitely a four plus. Mm-hmm. Really? So you think they've improved that much over the, the break? Oh, yeah. All right. Great. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I've watched a few, well, quite a few of the first season and i thought they were good it was fun to have star wars again so i would say i'd give it uh, uh three and a half and then the new this new season has been lots better I, it was like watching a movie it was very well done mm-hmm. and i just i just think it's kind of fascinating plot line i'm curious where it's going to go mm-hmm. um so i'll give it a i'll give it a 4.5 mm-hmm. yeah. so far in season two there you go all right um real quick before we go what do you think of stargate universe it's very cool it's it's different, but it's it's cool. Yeah, me too. I, I'm kind of digging it. We'll see where it goes. Who's your favorite character on it? 
uh, the crazy scientist. Okay, my favorite is Eli. Mm. <laughs> I'd always, I'd be so awesome to be a video game crazy guy, geek like us, and then find out that it's all it's all real. Okay, well, we won't bug you anymore, Rico. Thanks for letting us talk about the Clone Wars and Stargate Universe. I'm Rick. And I'm Andrew. And this has been the, the Father and Son, Son Review. Review. Back to you, Rico. Well, thank you, Rick and Andrew, instead of Nathan, who is off at college, uh, for doing that uh, and taking time out of your busy lives. Yeah, it's... Uh, I would agree that I think season two is maybe an improvement. It, you know, it's hard to say. It's a combination of things. Maybe the storyline you like more or whatever. I mean, I I think you guys are are, are more uh, thinking there's a bigger improvement or bigger change than I've really. I mean, I've liked uh, season one and season two, although I think maybe I'm enjoying season two maybe a little bit more. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, again, it's like picking between your kids. You know, which one do you like better? I mean, there were episodes in season one that I really loved a lot. Other ones in season one, uh, there was one with Jar Jar that was kind of like, you know, I don't, it was kind of a funny episode, but it really didn't do a lot for me, and it didn't really advance the story. So, uh, And I think I like Ahsoka a little bit more than you guys. But anyway, everyone has different opinions, and it's still Star Wars, and it's still fun. And if you're if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't had a chance to watch this, I, I think always one of my biggest goals when I do these podcasts, whether it's about a Trek episode or a movie series or anything, TV shows, whatever, I, I'm always trying to encourage people to give things a try if they haven't had a chance. And, you know, you guys, if you're watching The Clone Wars, I'm sure this is just going to probably make you want to watch it just as much or maybe more. And But if you're not, uh, that's the point. And it's trying to get everyone to give a give it a shot and, and realize this is more than just a, a little cartoon show. And it is Star Wars, and it is fun to watch. And and they treat it pretty, pretty seriously, and I think they, they really work hard. There's... There are a lot of videos on YouTube where they show a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and people working on it. And it's just, it's quite amazing and incredible. Always, just the vast numbers of people that that work on these things, and it's just a huge, huge effort. And to turn out something that that is pretty good at the end of all that, it's a it's a big effort to coordinate all that. I know, and uh, I I just have to say thanks, guys. Thanks, George, and everyone, Dave, and all all the rest of you that work on the Clone Wars. We love it. So. Um, that's about it. I'm going to take a, a quick break. I'll come back and wrap up today's podcast. Want to contribute to the weekly podcast with audio comments? Send them in to treksf at gmail.com or visit www.treksinsci-fi.com. Treks and Sci-Fi with Rico Dusty. All right. Well, I, I was kind of hoping to do a collectible review. I haven't done one in so long, and I actually have something to review sitting here. It's a, it's a new uh, version of the DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future uh, that I just got a few weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks now, from Entertainment Earth. It's it's a really cool piece. It's done on a little larger scale than the, the models and cars that they put out before from this. But I'm going to have to hold that uh, maybe till next week. Hopefully I can get it into next week's podcast uh, we'll see how timing goes uh, I, again I, I just want to remind everyone please send in your comments about a Halloween story a costume that you had or a pumpkin you carved or something for next week's show and you'll be entered into the uh, the special random drawing for that mind meld digital download that I talked about earlier on the podcast that'll be coming up on next week's uh, treks in sci-fi I'm gonna uh, sort of take us out here with a uh, another little bit of uh, background and clip from the Clone Wars series I think this starts out with uh, 
Ashley, uh, a, who plays Ahsoka, and Dave Filoni talking a little bit about the series. And I'll kind of fade that out into some credit music as well. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Tell your friends about Treks and Sci-Fi. Vote on you, or YouTube. <laughs> well, you can do that. I have a YouTube thing at, uh, over there as well. But uh, but throw a review up on iTunes uh, and uh, also uh, any place else that you see for podcast reviews like Podcast Alley. Those are always appreciated. And, and donations are always great. Go to the main webpage to do that. Uh, this is Rico signing off for this week. I'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Fire! So, Dave, what can you tell us about Anakin? What is he doing next in the Clone Wars? Well, you know, Anakin has a long progression in the Clone Wars. Uh, one thing I like about him is in our series, I think that we've tried to make a very dynamic hero. He's uh, a lot more positive in a lot of ways, but he still has that darker side. He has his hands full teaching a Padawan, but he's making her more and more like him every day, a fact that I don't think the council was ready for. Uh, it has him a little worried on, on, on what their relationship's going to be like in the end, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a high time for Anakin before the dark time comes. That's what I was thinking. So Dave, you touched on Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship, but if you can expand mm-hmm. a little more, what is their relationship? Well, they're really like a brother and a sister. He's the master, she is the student, but Anakin has a way of breaking the rules or bending them slightly, and Ahsoka's learning how to do that. And then Obi-Wan's in the background just shaking his head going, <laughs> I wonder if these two are gonna be more trouble than they're worth. But, you know, they're, they're just really great friends. Saved you again, Master. Yeah, looks like my training's paying off. So, on to Ahsoka. You know, she's pretty kick-butt. She's a pretty <laughs> powerful Jedi Master. She, you know, jumps and slices through battle droids. So, tell us about her. Well, you're a Padawan, <laughs> not a Master. Oh, but you know, Padawan. What was important with Ahsoka was that Ahsoka is really skilled, but she's not just skilled with a weapon. She's not just running and jumping around. The main skill Ahsoka has to be Anakin's Padawan is patience. She's tough. She can stand there next to him because Anakin's a bit aggressive. He throws himself very far into situations and gets way in over his head. And Ahsoka can deal with that. Follow me, boys! So Dave, explain to us a little bit more about Ahsoka's fighting style, because she definitely holds her lightsaber differently than some of the other Jedi's. Uh, we wanted to use the reverse grip uh, of holding a lightsaber for Ahsoka because she was alien. Anakin now, as her master, you might notice that we are out of that style to be more like his style, but she still uses it from time to time because it goes with her quickness and it goes with her scale. Oh, Ventress, watch out. Thank you so much, Dave, for taking the time to talk. Star Wars, the Clone Wars preview special. This is Skywalker Sound. You've been listening to Trex in Sci-Fi with Rico Dostin. Copyright 2009, all rights reserved. TrexInSciFi.com